Hey, what's up? Hello. We are back with another edition of the DNVR Rams podcast presented as always by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top rated sportsbook app. Download the app, use the promo code DNVR when you sign up. All right, y'all. It is late night, Thursday night, uh, December 1st. So happy Mariah Carey season, everybody. You cannot escape that song even if you tried. And while it is, you know, time to, to have the Christmas stuff up, I will say, I feel like as a country, we kind of just collectively gloss over Thanksgiving now. You know, there have been Christmas decorations in the stores for two months. And I love the holidays as much as the next guy. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm not anti-decorations, music, any of that. I embrace, you know, all of that when we are in the appropriate season. But I feel like that season should have just been beginning, you know, right about now. If you have it for two and a half months, by the time the, the actual holidays get here, you're burned out with it. And it's just like, all right, let's move on. I feel like Christmas vibes are about quality, not quantity. And it's just really easy to overdo it. You know, this isn't a perfect comparison. And I know I've started this podcast with just a completely random monologue. But, you know, it's like In-N-Out Burger. We now have them in Colorado. I've still never had it since it's been to Colorado. Because every time I'm out in Vegas or if I'm in California or, you know, just something on the West Coast for, you know, DNVR, something for work, then it's a treat I look forward to. It just doesn't hit the same if you can have it whenever you want. And I feel the same about Christmas music. I guess that's my main point here. Right around Thanksgiving, that's acceptable. I can take that. I'll officially accept that as the holiday season. But those of you that go from, you know, Halloween to to Christmas overnight, I don't know, maybe reevaluate some things. Or don't, you know, I'm just some random dude on a podcast. So ultimately, you know, who gives a shit? All right, that's enough of that. I'm going to do a transfer update. I'm going to talk about the latest departures for CSU football. The transfer portal is about to get absolutely wild. I'll give you an update on the amount of players that have left since Steve Adazio was fired and Jay Norvell was hired. And I'll compare it to the situation at Nevada, and I'll kind of explain why, despite the fact that it's a glaring number, it really was what we should have expected. I mean, Norvell was pretty honest in the first place when he came in and said that, you know, there was going to be major work as far as overhauling the roster. And that's, you know, his main responsibility is to manage that roster, and he's going to be unapologetic about how he does it. After that, we're going to get into a little bit of hoops, talk about Saturday's game against Northern Colorado. Always a fun matchup between these two programs. CSU men's basketball coming off of a decisive win over Loyola Marymount Wednesday night. The return of Isaiah Stevens. Great to see another 20-point game for John Tanjay. Isaiah Rivera had a career-high 19 points. I believe 13 points was also a career-high for Jalen Lake. I feel like this team really has an opportunity to come together at the exact right moment. They were able to get out of November without any bad losses. I mean... Going down and, and losing to Charleston, you know, down there, thats it's really not a bad loss. And, and Penn State, they're not a great team, but it's not going to kill you either. If you can earn a decisive victory over UNC after beating a quality team like Loyola, you know, you still got a game against St. Mary's, CU, USC. Plenty of opportunities for the Rams to just, you know, build up that resume heading into conference play. And then they open against New Mexico, which is going to be a really tough game. The Lobos currently undefeated. It could be a juggernaut of a conference slate this year. I'm re- I'm really looking forward to it. UNLV and New Mexico both look great. 
San Diego State, having all three of those teams good, it's just good for the league. It's good for the brand. You know, they have supportive fan bases. It makes everything more fun. It makes every, you know, atmosphere hostile. But obviously, you know, got to survive this non-conference slate. Don't want to get too ahead of myself here. Uh, One last thing in this intro before we move on, do that transfer update. I just wanted to shout out Ivaca TV. They have been a partner of DNVRs for a while now. Uh, They were, you know, a a sponsor for this podcast specifically. Sounds like, uh, you know, unless they're able to really drum up a a ton of capital here in the next month, they're going to be seizing operations at the end of the year. Really a bummer. Um, They provided a, a unique way for Ram fans or sports fans, I should say, as well, Ram fans and sports fans locally, you know, to be able to watch their teams. This whole altitude dispute has sucked. It was cool that they provided an alternate, you know, alternative. That was a bit redundant, I suppose, but you know what I mean. You know, they they were airing CSU games, so I'm just bummed to see how that's played out. Um, They gave me the first opportunity I've had to be part of a TV broadcast, you know, sideline reporter for that Sacramento State game. (laughs) My first first ever experience, and it kind of played out that way. You know, my first bit didn't go so great because I had to sprint across the field. I was basically completely out of breath, but we got through it. Felt like my interviews with Troy Taylor went, you know, pretty well. But it was just a, it was a childhood dream come true. And I, I very much appreciate the fact that they gave me that opportunity, despite the fact that I, you know, didn't have any industry experience, at least in that part of the industry. Whatever happens, you know, I'll always appreciate that they did that for me. And I'll certainly be, be rooting for them to pull the miracle out here. But I just wanted to shout them out. And I was... Really, really bummed to see that it was not looking good for their future because I do think they're a really cool company. And I think we're just getting screwed by, you know, these cable companies and the monopolized system and live rights and all this. It's just become a nightmare. You know, it's it's never become or it's never been more annoying to try and follow all the sports that you want to watch. I mean, you got to pay just an insane amount of money for cable and then 8 million subscription services and I know there's alternatives, but you basically still end up spending the same amount of money no matter what you do. And that was what was cool about Ivaca. Specifically, if you just wanted to watch your local sports, you would have been able to do so with them. Or, you know, you still can, at least to the end of the year. But just a bummer. Just a bummer. So shout out to them. I will always appreciate that. All right. Moving on. Moving on. We're going to do the transfer update. Got to shout out the presenting sponsor, though. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is my go-to when betting on the NFL this holiday season. I love the endless options, whether it's player props, you know, live, live betting, alternate spreads. They just give you all kinds of fun opportunities to get some skin in the game. And right now, new customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game, get $150 in free bets if they do. Shoot, right now, just bet against the Broncos. Check this out, though. Everyone can earn up to 100% boost with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlay. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, place the same-game parlay, combine multiple bets like which team will win, player props, point totals, and more. The more legs you add, the bigger the boost, the bigger your shot to win big. If you're not an NFL guy, but you love college football, there's going to be all kinds of promotions for championship weekend. They do you know, odds boosts and all kinds of unique stuff like that. That's why DraftKings is the best. 
Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use that code DNVR. Place a $5 bet on any NFL team to win their game. Get $150 in free bets if they do. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with the code DNVR. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Finally, the most rewarding thing about DNVR is seeing the connections made through our listeners in this community. Green Mountain Dental is an OG partner of ours and major Colorado sports fans. They've been a supporter of DNVR since the very beginning. We've had countless fans, even our own staff, convert to Green Mountain Dental, and nobody has ever looked back. Located just 15 minutes from downtown Denver in Lakewood, CSU alum Dr. Ben and his team have you covered from general dentistry like regular cleanings, orthodontics such as removing those pesky wisdom teeth, and everything in between. Green Mountain Dental has a few offers for the DNVR fam. If if you tell them that DNVR Sports sent you, you can get a $300 discount for a full orthodontics treatment if you're a new patient, that is. If you mention DNVR Sports, you can also get a free set of bleach trays, a $350 value with a new patient cleaning, exam, and x-rays. Lastly, for all the hygienists out there, Green Mountain Dental is hiring. Full and part-time positions are available. They are willing to work with your schedule as well as offering a great benefits package with healthcare and PTO. To make an appointment or find more information, check out their website, greenmountaindentalgroup.com today. Cool, 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 cool. So first things first, I will just talk about the most recent Rams that have announced their intent to enter the transfer portal, starting with redshirt sophomore tackle Owen Snively, 6'4", 310 pounds out of Fremont, New Hampshire, was a three-star prospect coming out of high school, also offered by Rutgers, Albany, UConn, Kent State, Syracuse, Chattanooga, and Austin P. Redshirted in 2020, did not play last season, did participate in eight games this year, though, was the number two right tackle by the end of the season, did kind of struggle in most of his opportunities, though. Should add that all of the most recent departures were all Adazio signees, so not exactly shocking, but just putting that out there for context. Moving on, we've got Tanner Arkin, a little bit surprising, probably the one I'm most disappointed to see move on. Six foot five, 245 pounds, only a redshirt freshman. He was, of course, at a Fossil Ridge High School in Fort Collins, also had an offer from Penn in Wyoming. You know, he was a preseason all-conference selection. Granted, he was the only player on the ballot, so it was by default, but only ended up having 15 catches for 131 yards this fall. Just never really seemed to find his groove in the offense. You know, had a lot of pre-snap penalties, you know, a lot of false starts, a couple of illegal formations and, and stuff like that. And, you know, that's that's going to happen with young players. I, I'm not trying to throw dirt on the guy or anything like that. Because, again, you know, I, I really feel like he can be a, a very effective tight end at this level. Maybe not necessarily the the type of tight end that's going to thrive in the air raid. Um to me, he's probably closer to a traditional tight end would have, you know, fit extremely well, especially in that Adazio system. But for whatever reason, just didn't really seem to click here. I know the staff is really excited about the future of, of Jordan Williams. And so my guess is Arkin's just kind of reading the writing on the wall, you know, not expecting to play as much next year. Like I said, uh, definitely bummed to see him move on, but you wish him well. Uh, he's not the only tight end leaving. Drake Martinez redshirted last year, did not play at all this fall. I believe he was injured essentially the entire season. 
Three-star prospect out of Houston, also offered by South Florida, was a wide receiver in high school, converted tight end. A guy I liked, you know, when I watched his high school highlights, and I also enjoyed interviewing him uh, when I had him on the DNBR Rams podcast. But can't really say that I'm shocked that he has elected to transfer out. Just not really the the type of player that I would foresee this staff using. You know, it doesn't really fit the the mold of the type of tight end that they're looking for. Finally, we've got center George Mickey Hahn. Redshirted in 2021, played in seven games this past fall. You know, a little bit undersized, but I, I thought he played pretty well once he ultimately assumed those starting duties at center before he got hurt, at least. Then it became a Keegan Hamilton's gig. Former uh, three-star prospect at a Matterday High School powerhouse out in California was also offered by Bowling Green and Morgan State. Maybe a little bit surprised that he's electing to move on just because he did get some opportunities to play this year, but, you know, also the the staff might have told him, you know, probably not going to be in that starting mix next season. You know, a lot of times that kind of happens behind the scenes. Norvell, when he talked post-game with us after that Lobos game or after that Lobos win, you know, he, he really wants to get much bigger in the trenches. With those four electing to move on unofficially, I have the count at 21 since the beginning of the season. I have it at 42 since Norvell was hired. Again, these are unofficial numbers, but I've been tracking every transfer you know, update that I've seen on a Google sheet now for the last year, and that's where I am at. I technically have been 43 guys that have left the program. However, I don't count Rashad Ajayi because he sat out in 2021 under Adazio and then moved on. So that's how I get 42. And really, you could say 41 because Sion uh, Kuroga, he didn't leave CSU. He just quit football and is now on the track team. But it did happen, you know, after Norvell was hired. So I do count it. And that is how I land at 42. Again, this is unofficial. Um, give or take a couple. I, I can I can say that it's close to 100% accurate, if not 100% accurate. I've definitely been on it, but you know, you always miss one or two. That's just kind of how this works, especially when there have been so many departures. So one of the things that I looked up because I was curious, you know, how does this compare to a situation at Nevada? And fortunately, uh, Chris Murray, formerly of the Reno Gazette Journal, now of Nevada Sportsnet, did a piece on it going into Norvell's second season with Nevada. So this was from August 2018. Again, this is camp going into Norvell's second full season at Nevada. Of the 82 players he inherited, 46 had departed by that August. Of the 61 scholarship players he inherited, only 29 of them were still with the team going into that second year. So it it really was, you know, very similar to what's happening here. And that was before the transfer portal was so crazy. One more time, those figures were from Chris Murray, formerly of the Reno Gazette Journal, now Nevada Sportsnet. You know, the reality is is guys leave for a million different reasons. Sometimes I think we try and put it all in one box, and that's rarely the case. You know, some of them will be missed, others won't. But, you know, the reality is CSU hasn't won anything that's mattered in a long time, a really long time. And change was desperately needed. 
You know, when Norvell came in, he was unapologetic about what it was going to take. You know, he said, this is not a roster that's good enough to contend. You know, we have a lot of work to do, and I'm going to be unapologetic about it with that process. His track record says that he's going to get this thing up and going here in these next couple of years. And, you know, based on how hard that the Rams competed over those final eight weeks after, you know, a lot of the exodus had already occurred, I think Ram fans should feel pretty good. I feel like, you know, we're we're going through that process right now. Some projects are, are fixer-uppers. You need to just, you know, change a couple of things and then you're good. Some projects, you know, it takes a total demo. You got to knock the whole thing down before you can, you know, build it up and do it right. It's ugly when that happens. You know, it's like a forest fire. It's it's a crappy process. It's It's intense while it's happening. But eventually, you know, you start anew with a healthier ecosystem. So basically what I'm saying is, you know, this should have been expected. One, because Norvell's track record, he did this at Nevada from day one. He was very honest about, you know, how he was going to handle this and the fact that he felt, you know, there needed to be turnover. And while you wish these guys well, while, you know, you maybe wish that a couple of them would have been able to figure it out in this system as well, ultimately... It's been a long time since the Rams have won anything and change has been needed. So maybe this is what's, you know, needed in order for the Rams to finally start reaching the goals that all of us have have wanted to see this program reach. Before we wrap it up and talk about the Northern Colorado game on Saturday, Breckenridge Brewery has collabed with Never Summer to release their newest beer, Funslinger Lager. It's light, it's crushable, perfect after a day on the slopes or right at the DNVR bar. Never Summer Snowboarding is based right here in Colorado, so you can't go wrong with the beer or the boards. It's made with 100% renewable energy. Check out the beer locator at www.breckbrew.com to find a fun slinger near you. All right, y'all. I also got to give you my DraftKings Pick of the Week. DraftKings Pick of the Week. We're going to go with the Mountain West Championship. It's familiar. Obviously, we follow a lot of Mountain West. Boise State hosting Fresno State. The Broncos really playing good football of late. As have the Bulldogs, though, who have come to life with the return of Jake Hayner. Boise, three-point favorites in this matchup. I like the Bulldogs to cover that three-point spread at minus 110 odds. Lock that in. My DraftKings pick of the week, Fresno State, plus three at Boise State. I would sprinkle the money line as well at plus 135, but this gives you a little bit of wiggle room. So lock it in. Three-point spread. Fresno to cover. DraftKings pick of the week. All right, all right, all right. Let's talk about this game against Northern Colorado on Saturday. The Bears 3-5 and coming in, but two of those losses were to top five programs. They have already played Baylor and Houston this year. They are 3-1 and in their other four games. Most recently lost to New Mexico, 98-74 down at the pit, though. They're led by a couple of key veteran transfers, starting with their point guard, Dalen Koontz, who started his career at CU, played three years there. Now uh, in his second year with the Bears, him and shooting guard Dalton Necht. He is a transfer from Northeastern Junior College. Necht has gone for 20-plus five times this year, a guy that can score at every level. Currently shooting 38% from deep, so you've got to keep an eye on him. Uh, Kuntz has gone for 20-plus four times this year. They're 3-1 and one when he does so. Last year when they came to town, it was a competitive game. The Bears actually led by two at halftime, largely because 
Uh, they were able to hit 18 of 37 three-point attempts in the game. 49% from three they shot against the Rams last year. Still ended up losing 88 to 79. Largely because CSU was able to get 20 apiece out of Tanjay and Stevens. And they had six different guys finish with eight or more points. So you would love to see that happen again. Ken Palm forecasts the Rams to win this one 81 to 68. The metrics say that the Bears are a really poor, defensive, efficient team near the bottom in just about every metric, currently allowing 82 points per game, which is 357th out of 363. That said, you do kind of have to take all of these numbers with a grain of salt because, you know, it's only a five-game sample size, and two of those games, 40% of the competition faced was the top five teams. Seven-game sample size, whatever. You know what I mean? Not not really enough to, to get an accurate judgment of how good this team is yet. They do have a lot of experience, and the one thing I think you cannot, you know, you can't always necessarily quantify it, but you've got to understand that the Bears are going to come into this game hungry. I mean, playing well against CSU is, is something that matters a lot to UNC. Beating CSU is huge. They typically have, you know, a strong local presence on the roster, Last year, it was, you know, Bodie Hume, their local star, went for 30, had a bunch of fans in the stands. It was it was a cool moment, especially because the Rams still ended up winning, but it was cool that he got to have his. I actually felt like he might be in the mix to transfer to CSU in the offseason, didn't end up coming to fruition, obviously. For the Rams, though, I think this is just going to come down to playing their game. You know, I mentioned that the Bears are not a very efficient team defensively. CSU, a top 100 team in terms of offensive efficiency, currently 75th on Ken Palm, I believe. So you just got to do your thing, you know, share the rock. If you can play defense like you have in, in most of these games so far, I mean, if you have 24 assists and only four turnovers like the other night, that's certainly a recipe for success. But ultimately, just play aggressive defense, you know, work for... Quality looks, don't turn the ball over. These are all real simple. And you don't necessarily have to go shot for shot. I imagine UNC is going to lean on the long ball in this one. I don't think they're going to shoot 50% from three again, but if they get hot, you know, sometimes it's easy to get out of your rhythm and start trying to go shot for shot with them. And that's how, you know, a small lead or a small deficit can get extended into a larger one. At that point, you know, you give a team like UNC some confidence. You could be kind of in a shaky position, but... The Rams are certainly more talented. They're deeper. And I, I just feel like with, with the way that we've seen them play so far this year, really with a lot of composure, you know, they should come out on top in this one for sure. I just want to make sure I'm showing some of these veteran players on UNC enough respect. And, you know, I really do believe in the power of, of rivalry and the fact that and just the way that it can kind of narrow the gap, you know, between teams. It's, it's just weird. But... That's all I've got for this one. Really looking forward to seeing if the Rams can respond. They're trying to add another win to that streak. 15 straight non-conference home wins for CSU. 40-6 and six overall at home over the last four years. So really have done a great job of protecting home court. We'll see if they can add another one to that resume and keep this momentum rolling. Shout out to the presenting sponsors, DraftKings Sportsbook. Use the code DNVR when you sign up. Much love. Peace. 